said that there's over 365, be not afraid, be not dismayed, promises in the Bible, one for every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That no matter what life throws at us, if God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, won't he carry us through everything else? When we walk around in fear and dismay, it's saying we don't trust God. We don't trust his love. It may come upon you, but you don't have to stay there. That's when you start quoting the promises of God and reminding yourself that you're covered by the blood. Reminding yourself you're a child of God. Reminding yourself God chose you and picked you out. You best speak to yourself. Oh, I'm not preaching yet. I mean, <laughs> We're going to finish up this series today as we look at what God is saying to us. Amen. I guess if I was to just pick one of those, God is going to work it out. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. In the midst of everything, in spite of everything, if we place our faith in God, God, it's going to work it out. Hallelujah. You don't have to stand for the text. The day I got the contacts in so I can read. Amen. <laughs> Let's read Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. He says to Joshua, because Joshua was... was on purpose, in his purpose for God. And when you are on your purpose, in, on purpose for God, no man, nobody, no devil would be able to stand before you, and that is to stop you. Things will happen, situations will take place, but stay on course. Stay focused. Keep looking at God. Matter of fact, before any trouble comes your way, it had to go through Jesus anyway. And if it went through him first, it means then that he has already dispensed the grace that you need to go through whatever you got to go through. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm speaking to somebody that's going through hard times. Sit down, because I'm already preaching. Somebody's going through hard times, and you think God has left you, but just because you're going through situations don't mean God has left you. It means that God has already dispensed more grace in you so that you can walk through whatever the devil throws at you. Somebody need to hear me this morning. He says, as I was with Moses, though I won't be with you in the same manner, I'm with you with the same power. 
Ephesians chapter 1 says that the same power that raised Jesus is the same power God has extended towards you and I to be victorious in our everyday living. Talk to your neighbor and say, you got power. You may not know it yet, but you got power. Listen, life is going to happen. Things are going to happen. But he says that we will walk on serpents. We will walk on dragons. And what he's talking about is demons. Our problem is we allow the world to dictate who we are instead of believing God at his word. We allow what people has done in our past to affect how we see ourselves. And God is trying to speak into us and let us know who we are is what he has made us to be in our spirit. You are born again. You have a spirit of God in you and he is bringing up out of you who you really are. God's intent, God's purpose for Israel was to set them up as the number one nation in the world so that they could be a witness that their God was really God. When all the world had forgotten about God, they knew him at one time, but they walked away from him. He lifted up one nation because of one man so that he could display his glory through that nation so that the other nation would come running saying, I want to serve your God. In the New Testament, we're his nation. In the New Testament, we're that display. In the New Testament, the church is what he is raising up. And the church means called out ones. You've been called out by his grace, by his mercy to be different. The way we love ought to be different. The way we talk ought to be different. The way we care ourselves ought to be different. You, you ought to be the, the display of Christ's love that people are affected by the way you treat them. That they want what you got. You know, you know, you know that, that, that's that picture that I'm not going to ask myself. It should be, be stripping off of us. The old nature ought to be coming off. And the new nature ought to be coming up. And as we keep seeking him, lean into him. Matter of fact, sometimes your problem is exactly the thing that's going to help you grow. Your negative situation shouldn't make you bitter. It should make you better. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this. It says, we are assured. We know that God is partnering with us, watch this, in our labor, in our struggle. Romans 8, what came up is not Roman, but listen to me, don't read that. It will come. He said, it's partnering with us, watch this, in our struggles. 
in our labor. Whoever told you that you won't have no trouble? Who lied to you and said it's heaven on earth now? Whoever told you being a Christian means it's a yellow brick road? Who lied to you and said that the devil won't come after you? How can I say this? Lord, help me say this. Lord, help me in the whole sermon. We have to grow up and become soldiers for the Lord. Talk to your neighbor and say, you in a war. You in a war. And I'm not talking about the people on the job. I'm not talking about your husband or your wife. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about ultimately your battle is with the devil and his demons that is trying to get your attention, get you in an attitude, get you in fear, get you in doubt, get you acting like everybody else in the world so that your testimony. God just, he just went what would your family say about your Christian walk? What would people at school or at work say about your Christian walk? Would the way you live convince someone that your God is real? Turn said, he's working on me. He's working on me. Yes, the devil's trying to bother me, but God is working on me. Matter of fact, if it's true, say this, that I'm stronger today in my faith than I have ever been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say with me if it's true. I know him better than I have ever known him. In fact, trouble, say that with me, trouble have worked for me. Though the devil tried to kill me, God saved me. There's somebody here you never would have made it. If God wouldn't have stepped in, showed out right on time, would mean that your faith ought to be stronger. Do you got a testimony? Do you got a testimony of how good God's been? Listen, not how strong you are, because it's not about you anyway. It's about God being good to us. He is constantly walking it out so our testimony will be stronger. The more you've been through, he ought to have been the, 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 the midnight star that shows up when it's darkest at night. God will put you in a place with all of your efforts, with all of your skills, you can't get out. Call whoever you want to call, and they can't put Humpty together again either. But he'll do it 
until you look up and call on his name and you realize that there's power in the name of Jesus and watch and see if he won't show up sooner or later. He says, I'm working with you. Matter of fact, I'm working in you. In all things, what I don't know how people take flour, sugar, egg, uh, salt, uh, vanilla, uh, butter, and, and stir it all together and put it in the oven and come up with a pound cake. Each one individually is nasty. But if you measure it right, if you beat it right, if you put it in a pan, put it at the right temperature, keep it in there long at the right time, when you take that thing out, it can be so good and make you slap your grandmama. If we are able to do that in baking, why can't God do that with you? He's up to something. If we allow him, if we get our stubborn selves out of the way and let him be God, let him be Lord. What God has pictured for you and I he calls it in Ephesians chapter 2, 10, his masterpiece. And he says, everything, everything. That's why you, 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 got to, you got to not stay in bitterness. That's why you got to let go of the hurts and pain. That's why you got to get beyond the past and press into the future. Because as long as you stay bitter, as long as you don't forgive, as long as you walk with all that stuff on you, you're never going to see the hand of God. The power of God. You cannot let nothing or nobody be bigger than your God. And when we stay in a negative attitude, talking negatively, looking negatively, we can't be looking at God. He tells Joshua, he said, keep the promise. Keep the word in your mouth. Keep saying it, Joshua. Do not allow what you see. Don't allow what you go through to overcome what I told you. My promise. Keep it before you. I know it's been 40 years since I said it, but I'm going to accomplish it now. There's a set time. There's a set time for God to bring to pass what he told you. Sometimes you got to go through the fire, got to go through the flood. God got to put you in the oven before he ever bring you out. But if you stay there, if you trust him, if you keep on leaning on to him, 
If you keep on looking at Jesus, if you keep on calling on his holy name, when he brings you out, everybody's going to see the glory of God on you. Our purpose is different than his purpose. Lord, give me a big house and a Mercedes. Really? Most of us don't pray godly prayers. We don't pray his word back to him. God will fulfill his word, not your wishes. He wants us to prosper, but the prosper begins in our spirit first. If, if, if God gave some of us what we asked for, all of us what we asked for, we, he will lose us. He will lose us. We, we will act like we did it. One of the greatest characters that God is trying to form in all of us, which is very difficult for, 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 for us to get, is humble us. The reason why Joshua, he said, he said, I will bring you good success. Nobody will be able to stand up against you because I am with you. He says, he kept on saying, keep my word in your mouth, Joshua, because you're not winning these battles by your strength. You're winning it because I am with you. In fact, I have already given it to you. And the reason why I don't want you in it, because I want you to learn that you need me for everything. The lack of prayer means we think we can do it. The lack of calling on him it means that we're depending on our own strength. When we depend on our own wisdom, Jeremiah 17 says, that's curse. Whenever we lead in our own wisdom, our own situation, going our own way, God says it's automatically already cursed because the only way that is blessed is the way I'm going to give you. Turn to him and say, he's working on me. Turn to him and say, you're his masterpiece. I bet you that's not what you say to yourself on a daily basis. I bet you you don't walk around and say, I'm chosen. I'm elected. I'm a child of God. I have a spiritual DNA. If you're not saying it, then who's saying it to you? If you're not saying, saying it, then what is the world saying to you? Because we don't know how to do strategic battle, Satan hinders us. Because we don't understand that what I am describing to you 
is spiritual battle. Satan hinders us. I'm going to interview you. And the reason he, come on, get closer, can speak into my mic. He, I didn't tell him. I didn't ask him. Matter of fact, it just hit me. Interview Justin. When we was doing that thing, you were talking about who you are in Christ. How did you learn that? Battle, experience, warfare, going through it. That's the only way I could learn it. I had to go through it. Why you say you had to? Because I wouldn't have learned any other way. He had to show me warfare through what I've been through. Otherwise, I wouldn't have learned. Did it hurt? Of course it hurt. Did you suffer? Of course I suffered. Did you want to die? Of course I did. Did you contemplate suicide? I did. But, but he kept me. But he kept me. But he kept me. He kept me. He's keeping me now. You walked around with three by five index cards. What did you have on it? I had scripture reminding me of who I am in him. Chosen generation, royal priesthood, circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, resurrected with Christ, seated with him in heavenly places. I am who he says I am. So you didn't do that just because you're a minister. No. I had to learn this. You what? I had to learn this. My survival is dependent on this. My survival is dependent on him. I have to say this every day. Every Once a day? day? Every minute of every hour of every day. Because I'm under attack every minute of every hour of every day. I had to learn this. Still have to learn this. Not at a place where I stopped learning this. Question. From the place where you started to the place you are now, what difference had it made? I've grown. What? I've grown. How have you grown? I've grown taller in my faith, stronger in my faith, more dependent upon him in my faith. No, the attack doesn't stop. No, the devil's voice doesn't quit. But neither does God's voice. Neither does the voice that I speak. It has to continue. I have to continue. Because I have promises on the table. You got what on the table? I got promises on the table. You got what on the table? Promises on the table. You got promises on the table. Every one of you got promises on the table. Every one of you got promises on the table. Every one of you got promises on the table. Is it automatic? No, I wish it was. I wish it was, but it's not. It's not. This comes with experience. This comes with warfare. This comes with applying the principles that he's showing me each and every day. I have to work this. You have to what? I have to work this. In order Turn around to and tell them, you got to what? I have to work this. I have to work this. You have to work it. You have to work it. Hold on. Who told you it was just going to come easy? 
I taught him because I was in the same place he was at. So when he came to me, I knew how to navigate him through the trouble. I'm not preaching what I heard. I'm telling you what it took for me to survive. Tell y'all all the time. It would take three and a half years before I was even ready from, for church when God snatched me back. Three years was this. Wasn't even ready for church. Too much. Stuff had to be stripped from me. And then we got Christians that's playing. You don't understand, you're in a battle with the devil. Is the devil real? But is God more real? Question, is it worth it? It's worth it. Why is it worth it? Because he's worth it. Huh? Knowing him is worth all the hell that I have to go through. Every attack that I've been through, every fear that I've had to face, God is worth every single inch of it. He's worth it. Knowing him is worth it. Is he worth the tears? He's worth the tears. Is he He's worth, worth the, the pain? pain? He's worth the fight. He's worth every single inch of it. Question, would you change anything? I change anything. Why not? Because he's worth it. I had to go through this. You what? I had to go through this. You what? Still have to go through this. Why? He's not finished with me yet. He's not done molding me yet. Not done, not done shaping, shaping you yet. He's not done with me yet. You know that. I know that. But do you see light at the tunnel? There, he is the light at the end. Of the he tunnel. is the light at the tunnel. He is the light at the do you know him better today? Than I did a year ago. Than I did a month ago. Than I did a day ago. Do you love him more? I love him more than I ever thought I could. Because I see more of him. So, going through this, learning this, been good for you. It was good for me that I was afflicted. Say it again. It is good for me that I was afflicted. Say it like you mean it. It was good for me that I was afflicted. I didn't like it. I didn't want it. I didn't ask for it. But it was good for me that I was afflicted. Because in the affliction, I learned him. I learned obedience unto him. I learned his peace. I learned his presence. I learned his joy. It was good for me that I was afflicted. I may call you back up, okay? <laughs> me saying it don't have as much power as he saying it, because with me being passive, you expect it from me. You don't expect it from you. But let things get hard enough. Let the bottom drop out. 
have people coming from all over who come to me when they are at wit's end because they say, I sense you've been through it and I want to know how you made it. You don't know it till you've been there. You can't show nobody what you haven't been through. A lot of times we're talking stuff that we heard instead of talking what we know. We're quoting somebody else. You got to have your own testimony, your own story. What God is doing in each of us, he is raising up the Christ in us. That there's a confidence not in who you are, but in who he is in you. There was a story of a man who, who was, had this vision of the devil, and the devil was taunting him, and the devil was talking about him, and the devil was doing all sorts of stuff. And he said, in this vision, Jesus appeared and stood between him and the devil. Then all of a sudden, Jesus started backing up. And the man started screaming, saying, no, Jesus, don't back up. Don't, don't back up. He said, and all of a sudden, Jesus backed up and backed up into him. You got the spirit of the living God in you. You got the power of Christ in you. But you got to open up your mouth. You got to speak it from your mouth. You got to believe it in your heart who God says you are. Because who he says we are, we are. Everybody was touching Jesus when a woman of issue of blood made up her mind. There was people all around him and no power and no virtue left him because they was just around him. They didn't have an expectation. Their faith wasn't there. There was other sick people all around him, but they just couldn't believe. But this woman laid it all on the line and she kept on saying, if I can just touch the heel of his garment, if you can just touch the heel of his garment, God will work it out one way or another. Nobody realized. Even when he doesn't work it out immediately, he'll give you power and give you strength to walk on anyhow. Oh, oh, that's something about his presence. Just give me his presence and his presence will allow you to bear the problem. He says in, he says in Deuteronomy 30, 33, he says to Israel, he says, this, he says, he says, as your day is, so shall your strength be. I said, what does that mean? He says, as your day is, so shall your strength be. You know what he's saying? 
He said, I already know what your day gonna entail. And I have already added to your account the power that you need to walk successfully through that day. Uh, Somebody didn't get that. That no matter, no matter, no matter what the day will bring, God has already added to your account the power, the strength, the peace for you to go through. Ah, 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 ah. You need more power? Go to your account. You need some peace? Go to your account. You need some joy? Go to your account. Well, how do I go to my account? Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I believe you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, more power, more peace, more joy, more assurance. Today, Lord, today, Lord, I'm yours. Let people think you crazy. Let them talk about you. Let them call you a holy roller. Let them tell, call you a Jesus freak. Because I am. You don't know what he's done for me. You don't know the trouble I see. You don't know how good he's been. need to update your resume is too old you still talking about what he did 20 years ago hasn't he done something lately hasn't he brought you through something lately haven't you seen the glory of God Lately, haven't you experienced the power of God lately? Hasn't he touched you lately? I I see this. I see it in my spiritual eye. Jesus is talking to the disciples about the Holy Spirit. Then the Bible said he... and he looked at them and said receive we need the Lord to breathe a fresh wind into us We're not excited anymore. It has gotten old. Coming to church is routine. Some of us come to church to see other people. We didn't come to see Jesus. See, see, not only were there people around Jesus, 
who missed their blessings because they didn't have a made-up mind. But God's waiting on somebody that when they come to church, they're thinking, Lord, going to touch me. I'm going to get a blessing today. I'm going to bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. I'm going to lift up his name. I'm going to be in the, in the, with the saints. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. So some of us paying more attention to who's walking in and out than we're paying attention to him. Whatever you expect is what you're going to get. Oh. Somebody need to say, breathe on me. Somebody need to say, I'm breathing it in. I'm breathing it in. I'm breathing it in. Because whether you know it or not, you need to be touched by the hand of God. He's up to something. Matter of fact, he's working it out. Listen to this song, and, and I'm almost done. It's, it's, it's LaShawn Mitchell. Sometimes discouraged, but not defeated. Cast down, but not destroyed. There are times I don't understand, but I believe, I believe he's turning it around for me. Say that with me. I believe. I believe he's turning it around for me. No matter how dark, no matter how low, he's turning it around for me. No matter how much trouble I may be in, he's turning it around for me. Let's read on. He says, he says, I had some struggles and disappointments. There are times I felt so alone. So many friends, they let me down, but I still, I still believe he's turning around for me. Say that, I still, through all the trouble, through all the disappointments, that my God, that my God, that my Jesus is turning it around for me. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Somebody need to give God some praise. Funny. I'm preaching this. I'm telling people to say that. And there's many people who sat there with their mouth closed. Wonder if the blessing depend on you saying that. Because the word and building your faith does depend on you speaking it. Faith isn't automatic. You got to work that faith. And the way you work that faith is do what justice, 
has done, do what I have done. Still got to work it. Still in battles. Still got to speak it. Still got to talk to myself. Still got to encourage. So do you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better learn how to be a praiser. Hallelujah. See, let people think, talk about you. Hallelujah. Anyhow, bless the Lord. Anyhow, his praises, his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Wonder if your victory depended on you opening up your mouth. Because it does. Lord. Lord. Help us to see that you have already won the battle for us. But you expect us like Joshua to fight. To speak it, to walk it, to live it. Watch this, watch this. You can become so comfortable in your mess that all you want is your mess. But sooner or later, start getting tired. <laughs> Sooner or later, you can just say, it got to be something better than this. Sooner or later, you ought to look up and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. Lord, come see about me. Lord, I place I place all my hope, all my expectation, all my faith to you, Lord. Help me with my unbelief. And if you do that, he will come down and meet us where we are. Justin, come here. Did he do it? He's still doing it. It's already completed. I'm just learning to walk in it. Wait a minute. So the battle's already won. The battle is already won. He already is won. my victory. Scripture says, you are my king, O oh God, who ordains victories for Jacob. Through you we repel our enemies. Through your name we trample our foes. <laughs> so he started at the end worked his way back to the beginning. He stands outside of time. Because he made time. Because he made time. So, so our victory in time is already won. We just waiting on the clock to run out. And he's waiting on on us. He's waiting on on me. He's waiting on on me. He's waiting on on me. Us. 
He's waiting on us. He already done it. It's, we're already victory. On the cross, he said, it is finished. Tetelestai. Already paid for. Already finished. Already complete. Already done. Can't be changed. It's already set. We just got to what? Walk in it. Trust in it. Work in it. Those that are watching, this is not a show. This was not preconceived. I did not tell Justin I was going to call him up. But I walked with him through what he's been through so I know where he's at. I saw the three by five card. I shared with him the scriptures to write down and what to do. There was times you were coming three times a day because the battle of hell was trying to stop him from becoming what he's going to be. And because I've been there, I could navigate and explain to him what's happening, what else is going to happen, how Satan was going to attack him, what else was going on, so that he would be ready. Now, he don't even call me no more, man. You can call me every once in a while. Now, you can check on me and see how I'm doing, man. Now, you got a family. He's busy. It's okay. Listen, 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 listen. He set this before you so you can learn. Amen. He was giving you an example so that you have no excuse not to know. You can do with it what you want to do with it. But I think this series has been made clear. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't walk away. Randy. There may be some in the house that have not accepted Jesus, and there's a minister there that will minister to you. There's lady, ladies that will come also that if, if, if you want to talk to a female, you a female, you want them to pray for you, they will be there too. At home, it's simply saying, I need Jesus. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I repent. I give my life to you. I believe that Jesus died for me and rose again to give me victory. And if you mean that from your heart,